Thank you for tuning in to the Gospel Boldly podcast, where we confess with St. John that these things are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. We're your hosts. I'm Thomas Lemke. And I am B-Team Tech Support Fellow, uh, <laughs> Pastor Eric Brown. We should rename this episode of the podcast the, the, the Technical Problem Boldly Podcast. Yeah, after after so many of you single ones, you know, by yourself, it seems our computers have forgotten how to talk to one another. Well, I mean, this normally goes relatively smoothly. We turn on, hey, how you doing? And like three minutes in, we're, we're going. Yeah. We are now 38 45 minutes after something like what we tried to start my sound card died. it was nuts so so if this uh we we had to we had to kill skype burn it with fire and now mm-hmm. we're trying this on google hangouts a and, first for the show and, and and now thomas is trying to monkey around with google hangouts and destroy everything again <laughs> it's it's interesting i've never played with this before so maybe but, uh, maybe we can use this in the future for some some live shows or some some youtube at least recorded shows Oh, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, that'll be really exciting to see our two talking heads along with our talking voices. Woo-hoo. You never know. Some people have weird tastes. Oh, yeah. And, and oh, yeah, we could also do the Gospel Boldly YouTube channel. Your, your least mm. favorite YouTube pastime of dubiousness. There we go. <laughs> that, that's a great catch slogan. I like let, it. Let, let's get into John again. Cause, yes. Because when, when last we were in John... Uh, we are going through John 17, the high priestly prayer of our Lord, where he is basically praying for the disciples just before the crucifixion happens. In fact, when you start, when we get to chapter 18, when when Jesus finishes this narrative of prayer, we're, we're going to get into the passion, which will be fun. I'm kind of kind of all eager and excited for the passion of our Lord. That almost nice. sounds bad, but but sh- shall we dive on in? Yeah, I think so. Let's just uh, jump in with verse 12 in chapter 17. and Yeah, that's where we, we cut off, and, and let's go on. And remember, Jesus is praying for the disciples and praying for us as the apostolic church, the church of the disciples. So this all flows downhill to you and I today. So let's go with it, Thomas. Start up at 12. Okay. While I was with them, I kept, in your, I kept them in your name, which you have given me. I have guarded them, and not one of them has been lost, except the son of destruction, that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I am coming to you, and these things I speak in the world, that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. All right. Something very important again. Remember that you catch that word keep. This is one of the things that comes up over and over again. Keep is not do. It's a protection word. It's a safeguard. Mm-hmm. And so what Jesus is saying is, I, I've safeguarded them in your name. I, I, I've, I've brought them, I've located them in your name so as to keep them safe. I've keep and guard are very, very, are much more related in Greek than we think of them today. Because today we think of keep almost as like, I'm going to do it, yay. Well, no, no, no. To, to keep is to put something in the most safest place possible it's the keepsake that you that you have that that lovely picture of of you and rebecca from back in the day before you i just used your wife's name for the first time probably hi rebecca uh, <laughs> but 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 that so but but that's that idea of keep so it's the focus here is jesus wants you kept in the Father's name. Now, now, Thomas, mm-hmm. let, let, let's just pause about this a get, bit and, and get gospel boldly here. Okay. Uh, if I say kept in God's name, 
or preserved, maintained in God's name? Does that strike any bells with you for anything going on in the church? Um, hmm. How does the church service start, Thomas? What's the first thing Pastor Naren's down in Norman or up in Hersher Pastor Brown says, perhaps after the opening hymn, if you have one? Oh, gosh. I, I always want to say it's the confession because that's kind of the highlight for me. Even before that, even before, how, how do we approach confession? Is it the invocation? I'm really failing yeah, in my... Yeah, yeah. No, right. no, you're, right, no. The, th the very first things we say in worship are in the name of... Uh-huh. All right, ready, ready? While I was with you, I kept them in your name. All right, 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 right. right. So, so again, the... There's a reason we start with the invocation. We we are baptized in God's holy name. We are joined to Christ. So so when we come into church, when we enter that place, we don't enter as strangers or thieves or robbers, to use little Jahanine language. But mm -hmm. but we are the children. We are the heirs of the kingdom. We are in the name of God, and call there at His invitation. And therefore, as we enter in His name, yeah. The first thing we do is confess our sins. We're bold to confess our sins. Why? Because we know who we are. We are those who are forgiven by God. And yep, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. See, here, you're, you're here in my name. <laughs> I, I forgive you. That's my promise. Woohoo! It's all safe and kept there. Then you have the exception. You have, you have Judas, and what does he do? He abandons. He he goes away from the name. And he goes towards destruction. So in Christ and his name, there is safety, forgiveness, joy, life, salvation. Apart from Christ, squadoosh. Mm -hmm. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Hey, that's more Jesus and John. Ha, 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 ha. Right. <laughs> so, so the point is, you have that. That's the reality. And this is the reality that we have now, too, you, that, that fullness of things. The, the fullness of this is what we experience and what we receive in the church. So, All right. that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. That's baptismal language, guys. That, that, that's the talk of, of you receiving Christ's forgiveness and mercy. Did you like how I got really close to the microphone and got all intense there? Yes, I have no I'll idea if it came out that way. Apply some compression to that. <laughs> all right. Okay. I'll stop that. You're good. You're good. <laughs> Gary, that's what I'm well, here for. I, and any thoughts? Um, not yet. Not yet. All right. Carry on then. Okay. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them in your truth. Your word is truth. All right. Now, now think about that. The contrast we get here is between the word and the world. Now, this is the irony of it. How did the world come into being? Through the word. Right. But but with the fallen world, and that's how, how Jesus is speaking here. He's speaking right. to the, the, the this fallen time. In the fallen world, the thing that is central is the rejection of God's word. How Think back on Genesis 3, what is, how, what's Satan's avenue of temptation? How does he phrase his temptation? Did God really say? Mm -hmm. So so one of the, the basic ways of viewing sin and, and life in the fallen world is it is a struggle against, over and against God's word. 
It, it, the, the two are opposed, the word of God that gives life and the world which rejects the word and brings death. And so this is that contrast that's set up. It, it's going to be rough and tumble in the world because the world is fundamentally opposed to the life-giving word of God. The world constantly takes these good gifts of God and twists them, breaks them, ruins them, corrupts them, brings them down, and it tries to do the same to you. And over and against that, Jesus says, all right, I, I'm not asking the moment that you take him out of the world. Why, why doesn't Jesus just zap all the disciples and take them to heaven right at that instant? I expect because there's a task for them to do that he's been preparing them for for the last three odd years. For, for whose benefit do the disciples keep living? You and I. It's not, it's not for their own benefit. It's for so our benefit. I. Yeah. And likewise, here's the profound thing, Thomas. Why are you and I still alive? Not for our own benefit. For us, it'd be better to be with the Lord. For but sure. But we are kept here in the world in enemy territory. Why? To be agents of Christ's love and mercy, to be proclaimers of his word. Not, mm. just, not just in terms of... I'm preaching, yay! No, no, but in terms of agents of mercy and love and, and pointing to the, the glories of the Lord and his love and mercy to those in our lives. I think it's very interesting that you use the language enemy territory. You know, you hear about uh, the distinction between, as you mentioned in your previous podcast, the theology of the cross and the theology of glory. There is no theology of glory behind enemy lines in POW camp. <laughs> Well, well, I mean, e even if you're watching like Hogan's Heroes or something, well. like, yeah, <laughs> let, 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 let's have a, a, a camp-wide talent show, right? But, but that, that's meant to be semi-nonsensical. Right. And, and there, there is this, we are at war with the world. And by that, I don't mean take up arms and violence and overthrow. No, because that's just a theology of glory kicking in mm. its ugly head. Right. But rather, we are... We're strangers in a strange land. Or or the way James had it, uh, I was thinking on James again. Uh, he speaks of you being the first fruits of a new creation. And that, that word for creation is also the word that the, the Greeks would use for colony. So, like, mm. if, if you were planting a colony over in another place, mm -hmm. okay, yeah, they're the only people that are doing things the Greek way in mm. that area. Right. But the goal is there to have an impact upon the culture around them. And, and that's just, oh, Pastor Brown, that's so imperialistic. And, and, and we should just respect it. Well, no, part of this as Christians is no, we, we, we do know the truth of God's word and we should be proud to defend that truth. Now, do we try to impose it by force? No, but we let our light shine before men so that they may see our good works and rejoice in them. What? Right, rejoice. No, not re no, and give glory to ah, yes. and glorify your Father who art in heaven. Yes, we, yes. We, we are. Let your light shine. Yeah, and so the, the idea is not that we change the world, but rather we are agents of God in the world, showing forth love and mercy, proclaiming the gospel, so that people might, over and against the lies of the world, be reminded of the truth of God and His Word, which He has declared the salvation He has given to us in Christ Jesus, and. That is what it is to be sanctified. Oh, yeah. Now, now, Thomas, if I just say sanctify or uh -huh. sanctification or or 
what what do you, what do you generally think of? What are some of the major themes? Um, I think of getting more gooder, if you will. <laughs> Being more gooder. The, the, which, the idea of progressive sanctification rears every time that word comes up. Not the point. Okay. What does the word holy, or actually, do you remember the 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 Hebrew word for holy? Hagias, if I'm. No, that's Greek. Oh, Hebrew. Which, Hebrew. Uh, yeah. Kadosh. Yeah. Kadosh. Kodesh is how I normally say. Ah, who cares? It's so be it. Hebrew. No one really talks it anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just killed a few Old Testament guys. Listen. Um, yeah. But that word Kodesh literally means to be separated, to be kept separate and apart. Uh, for example, uh, if I have really nice dishes, I use them on special occasions. I don't use them just every day run of the mill. They are separate. They are special. They are holy. Mm. Likewise, you are sanctified in the truth. Not in the sense that I'm getting better and better. Woohoo. Look at. No, you've been (laughs) called apart by God away from the world and kept in the world. To be kept in the world, but also in the word of God makes you holy because you are in the word of God and that separates you. That makes you holy. That makes you distinct from the world. Mm-hmm. And so it's not a matter of, I'm getting better. Woo-hoo. It's a matter of, no, look, God has called you to a purpose. You are called to be ecclesia is to be holy. Does that work? Yep. Hence, for sure. it's sanctify them in the truth in Christ Jesus. Your word is truth. Keep people in the word so that because they're in the world, they are separate and distinct from the world that could care less about the world. He came to his own, but his own did not recognize him. Ooh, that's. John one again. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that makes sense. Perfectly. Good. All right. I'm going to cough. We can go to break. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> Let's do that. And we're back on the gospel boldly podcast. And we are to the point of the show where we're going to take a look at the backwards life, looking at some common Christian ideas and putting them through uh, the catechism of scripture and coming at them from a different angle so we get a different perspective and perhaps hopefully more understanding. So, uh, Thomas, what do we have today on the backwards life? Well, we got a, a question for the Inquisition, as luck would have it, which I'm going to re-paraphrase and repurpose for the backwards life segment. All right. It has to do with the subject of boycotts. Target is the one specifically mentioned. I'm assuming this wasn't stated explicitly. It's over the bathroom ordeal. Um, Whether that's relevant or not to where you want to go, I don't know. But uh, as it stands, Pastor, when it comes to boycotts, is there a specific course or practice Christians should keep in mind when boycotting something? Because we hear from some of these, I don't know, focus on the family would be one, but some of these more evangelical circles that, when a business does something that you don't like or that that is contrary to Christian piety, you should not do business with them, which seems perfectly sensical on one level, but I'll let you expand. All right. I'm going to come at this, I think, from two different directions, if I'm not. Um, on the one hand, I don't like boycotts. And, and, and here's the, in, in general, Simply because when it boils down to it, what is boycotting? A boycott is an application of force. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take your livelihood away by 
taking my ball and going home sort of it, it, it's it's economic force and it and it's not just a matter of me saying you know what i i'm not going to do my business here but it's me trying to get you and other people involved to apply economic force to another person let's think about this in terms of not money but I don't like what Thomas is going to do, and I want to have him do something different. So I'm going to get my friends Tony and Tiny, and we're going to go over here with a couple of baseball bats, and we're going to convince him that he should change his methods. What would we call that? Um, well, force. We'd call that threats. We'd call it, I don't know, blackmail, yeah, maybe. I, right. I mean, it's extortion. It's... It's threatening. So I, I, I don't like the idea of organizing to do another person harm to manipulate them. That, it, it doesn't sit well with me. Now, what about acting as an individual? I'm never going to look at someone and say, oh, well, if, if you don't like how they do business, you better do business there. Well, no, 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 I, I'm not going to do that. You're free. If something bugs you, don't do it. If you don't want to shop at Target because of their bathroom policy, knock yourself out. Don't do it. Don't go against your conscience. However, are you ready for angle two? Sure. Why, Thomas, if they are bad, mm-hmm. right? if they are anti-Christian, dun, 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 if they are opposed to us, why would we do them harm? What does Jesus tell us to do for those who hate you and persecute you and who are your enemy? I love them, obviously. Pray for them, do good to them, right? Uh Yeah. Do do good to them and heap burning coals of fire upon their head? Right on. So so here becomes the the question to think about, I think, in, in backwards. Uh opposite of the way we normally think okay jesus has just said i'm not taking you out of the world i'm going to keep you holy in the word so part of it is we're in the world no matter where we shop (laughs) it's going to be enemy territory right true true so so what should we be doing should our approach be oh they're really bad so i'm not going to go there and that'll hurt them or is it man, they're really dark. They need people who are the light to be there. Mm, makes sense. I, I mean, is now, now, is that not a radically backwards way of thinking? I, I don't think that's the way we normally take it. And I'm not saying well, necessarily the that, <laughs> that you need to go find the most morally reprehensible companies and, and give them your custom. But I don't think necessarily... You need to say, oh, I better not give them my custom. You're, you're free. You, you can vote with your economic dollars. But again, that attitude, that approach is how can I impact them and make them do what I want uh-huh. rather than how can I show love and mercy and kindness to them, even though they don't deserve it? Because you know what? Mercy and love and kindness isn't on the basis of being deserved. Right. I guess this also piles into uh, why I, I never feel impelled to say, oh, look, it's a plumber who's a Christian. I had better use his business. Uh-huh. No, no, that, that, no, it's actually, oh, well, the, the, then he doesn't need my love necessarily. <laughs> I, I should go find the pagan guy and, and, and have him come to the church and, and, and be kind to him so he actually thinks something positive of Christian. Yay! Okay. So, so I don't know if that... Was that utterly backwards? Uh, 
yes, but in a good way. <laughs> so, so what what I'll say too is like, again, if you're weirded out by what a company does and don't want to go with it, that, that's fine. You're free. If you are weirded out by what a company does and you think, you know what, maybe I should go there and, you know, so they at least have some good influence. You're free. You're you're free on this. Boycotts attempt to limit freedom for the purpose of manipulation and harm. And I don't like that. Go knock yourself out. Work out your salvation. Show your love with fear and trembling. And let the chips fall where they may. That work? That works. Perfect. So diving All back right. in then, huh? All right. I think we're sufficiently backwards. Yes. How about we, we're at verse 19 or okay. 18? I think 18, actually. Yes. 18. All right. Yeah. If How about you read 18 and 19? Okay. As you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. And for their sake, I consecrate myself, that they also may be sanctified in truth. Now, you had mentioned earlier the idea of thinking like we're in a, a POW camp or we're behind enemy lines. We're, we're we're not just POWs because we're not we're not prisoners anymore. We're not fast bound in Satan chains. We've been mm-hmm. rescued by Christ. We're the resistance, man. Ah, guerrilla forces. We're we're, we're guerrilla. And really, if you want to think about this way, you can view the Christian life as a guerrilla action against the forces of Satan, where instead of killing his minions, we give them life in Christ. How's that for just a, a different way of looking things? Speaking of the backwards we, life. Yeah, we're going around giving life to people who by rights should be dead, by right, who by rights deserve hell. Yeah, you deserve hell. We're going to give you life. Why? Because that's what Jesus does. Yeah. And that right. is being sanctified in the truth. Not the truth of, I'm good and you're bad, neener, neener, neener. But the truth of, while we're yet sinners, Christ died for us. Mm-hmm. And that includes you, too. <laughs> he died and rose for you, so you have life. <laughs> Take that. Excellent. All right. Any any thoughts, questions there? Not on that one. All right. Well, let's carry on then. Okay. Verse 20. I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one even as we are one. All right. First, you get that whole rolling downhill thing, that that what is done to the apostles ends up coming through and flowing to us today. Right. All right. So, see, I wasn't just making stuff up earlier in the first segment. <laughs> <laughs> but, but note this. The glory that you have given me, I have given to them. Now, now, Thomas, wait, wait a second. Uh, when we've been talking about glory here in John and mm-hmm. and and the Son being glorified, uh, what does that glory look like? What is again the crowning moment of Christ's glory in the Gospel of John? Uh, when he wears the crown of thorns <laughs> on the cross and dies. Oh, ooh. So again, you you mean. Jesus is not whistling Dixie when in the other gospels he says, take up your cross and follow me. Mm-hmm. No, because you're, you're called to be an agent of love and mercy in a wicked fallen world. And, and what is the response to Jesus when he shows love and mercy in a wicked fallen world? What? Sorry, what? 
my wife needs directions. I'm texting her. I'm this live radio, so to speak, folks. The people ignore him and end up reviling him, especially if they have power, right? Right, right. That, that, yes. That's that common. Th- so this is that life that we are called to. We are called to experience the same things to just be be cruelly ignored, even by our co-hosts who are who are distracted. I'm sorry, I cannot listen to your nice discussion. I have a wife. Please have me excused. There's a parable about that. Is she safe? I'm sure she is. She's in Edmond. That's a pretty safe area. All right. Okay. I'll just stop asking you questions. <laughs> No, no, bring, by all means. She's, I put her on the right track now. Oh, okay, uh, all right. M- much as the apostles are on the right track, thanks to Jesus praying for them in this text. There's my segue back in. <laughs> Sanctify her in Google Maps. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, all right, okay, all right. But but again, there there is this idea of, of being one with Christ is not just, yay, everything is awesome, hooray! But, but it's going to be a matter of, look, you're in the world. What they did to Christ, they're going to do to you. And that's okay because you know the word of truth. You see the bigger picture. You understand that this world is not all that there is, but there is a life of the world to come. And it is all good in Christ. So therefore, go show love while you're here until God brings you to the great goodness to come. That is awesome. That's the way you go. Agents of gospel. Woohoo. Boom. Marvels, agents of gospel. Woohoo! Oh. <laughs> now, and then that could be the first uh, higher things produced television show of mm. utter schlock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if they put us in charge. <laughs> What's the production budget on this? We had a production budget? What? All right. So, how much time do we have before the break? Uh, you're working with about three minutes, two and All a half. All right. Okay. Well, let's carry on then. Pick up again at 23. Okay. Uh, I am in them and you in me, that they may become perfectly one, so that the world may know that you sent me and loved them even as you loved me. Ready ready for that? Now Uh, now think about this, that they may become perfectly one. What do you think that word perfect is in Greek, Thomas? Oh, gosh, because my Greek just left me. Don't tell me. I know this one. Um, It's going to show up again later on in the gospel in roughly two chapters. It's not Talos, is it? It is. Okay. Hey. <laughs> All right. It literally is Hina, so that hoisin. That sounds like a tasty sauce, but it means they may be. <laughs> telete menoi, that they may be one, mm-hmm. that they may be completed and haste in one. So, so basically, this is not just kumbaya language, that they may become perfectly one, literally, that they may be perfected in one. Mm-hmm. That, that they may be gathered into me and my redemption and my salvation where I put an end to this rebellious world and the, the rebellion of sin and rather give nothing but life and salvation because that's my coolness, awesome. That's the gospel stuff that I do. I love it. So, yeah. Do you say that's really kind of a profound thing? It, it's diving. Jesus Jesus is springboarding towards the, the, the crucifixion. And we'll, we'll finish this up in the next segment, but, but bear this in mind. Jesus is not going hesitantly towards the crucifixion. He is going like a boss. Mm-hmm. He is going to boldly and brashly demonstrate his weakness. How's that for a backwards life contrast? Mm-hmm. We'll start into that, I think, as soon as we finish up the the Lord, uh, the High Priestly Prayer in the next segment. So Perfect. let's take a break. All right. 
And we're back into the Gospel Boldly podcast, and we are finishing up the High Priestly Prayer on this on this highly smooth and wonderfully technically precise episode of the Gospel Boldly podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're we're at verse twenty four. Thomas, finish off the prayer. Just 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 finish us off, and we'll we'll give closing thoughts about it. Twenty four through twenty six. Excellent, Father. I desire that they also, whom you have given me, may be with me where I am to see my glory that you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, even though the world does not know you, I know you, and these know that you have sent me. I made known to you uh, I made known to them your name, and I will continue to make it known that the love with which you have loved me may be in them and I in them. I love that. O oh, righteous Father, O oh, just Father. Again, when we're talking about justification, it all flows downhill. It's all coming from God to us. All right, we're going to be, what's going to be coming on? What's be coming on in these next two chapters are so that love and righteousness and justice can be in us. Mm-hmm. So again, it's all tidying up. This is what we're getting with the crucifixion. This is one of the things that John really likes to emphasize is not accidental. It's not incidental, but rather, no, this is so that the word of God may be fulfilled. This is the plan. This is how it's going to be done. The rescue operation of mankind is going to go down like this. And so you have this, this beautiful wrapping up of, of everything in the prayer. And the point of all this is so that I may come to y'all to be to rescue y'all, and that y'all may then proclaim me to others so that I will rescue them. I like that. I made known to them your name. Who's active? Who's in charge? Jesus is. And so we're going to go and watch Jesus' active passivity in his passion. We're going to go see his bold and strong weakness in the passion coming up here. Are you ready? Can we start it? Let's do it. Let's do it. Oh, I, I, I'm actually highly eager about this. I've been waiting for this. My favorite part of the Gospel of John, I think, because it, it's just fantastic. So let me get to 18 in the Greek, and let's do it. Start us off, Thomas. All right. When Jesus had spoken these words, he went out with his disciples across the brook Kidron, where there was a garden, which he and his disciples entered. Now Judas, who betrayed him, also knew the place, for Jesus often met there with his disciples. So Judas, having procured a band of soldiers and some officers with the chief, or officers from the chief priests and the Pharisees, went there with lanterns and torches and weapons. Then Jesus, knowing all that would happen to him, came forward and said to them, Whom do you seek? They answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. Pause right there. I know we're pausing in the middle of a verse, but, but think about how John sets us up. All right. So we went to the garden, and it was a garden... Where, where, where that Judas knew, mm-hmm. all right? So, I mean, evidently, this is, Jesus is hiding himself where he may be found. <laughs> See, uh, there's that old phrase, seek the Lord while he may be found from the scriptures. Actually, that that's a causative. Seek the Lord while he causes himself to be found. This, uh-huh. this is going, it's not as though Jesus is actually on the run. It's, all right, let's go to this nice convenient point out of town where, where, the, they, the disciples won't be able to run and wake up a mob in town to keep me from being arrested or anything. We'll go off nice privately where they can just run me down and, and arrest me. All right. And because uh-huh. if you wanted to get away from Jews, you could go pick a different spot. Nope, nope, nope. 
Jesus knows all the stuff. And he sees the crowd and he goes, all right, whom are you seeking? All right. Mm-hmm. And, and then let's continue on. They, they answered Jesus of Nazareth. And then what does Jesus say? Well, Jesus said to them, ego eimi, but I'll just read the text. Jesus said to them, I am he. <laughs> ah, Did I steal your thunder? Oh, oh, oh. Why? Why must you try to make things nice and pretty in English grammar? Ah, yes, the he, yeah. He says, I am. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do, do, okay, that, that bold weakness. That is a bold thing to say. He, who, whom are you seeking? Jesus of Nazareth? Oh, you mean I am? (laughs) Divinity. In fact, they get it. And this is something that that John points out. Read read the next line. Judas, who betrayed him, was standing with them. When Jesus said to them, I am, they drew back and fell to the ground. Now, now that makes it sound kind of, kind of, I don't know, kind of polite or kind of, kind of not that. Big of a deal. Oh, they drew back and fell down to the ground. What is it if I say something and you draw back and hit the dirt? That's duck and cover stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Th- this is what in the... I, so, so it's not a matter of, oh, this guy's a lunatic. Oh, yeah. So, so here's the situation. If the people coming to arrest you all duck and cover, what can you then do if you want to? Walk right on out of there. You can elude them easily. Think about the movies where the ninja throws down the smoke bomb and and all the, the, or Batman throws down the bomb and the the cops go, whoa, and then they look up and he's gone. Mm -hmm. So this would be the point where if Jesus wanted to skedaddle, he could get on out of Dodge. Instead, what happens? Well, pick this text up again. Uh, so he asked them again, whom do you seek? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. I presume that's how they spoke. Uh, Jesus answered, I told you that I am he. So if you seek me, let these men go. This was to fulfill the word that he had spoken of those whom you gave me. I have lost not one. All right. Pause. Okay. It's like, dude. Yeah. I, I, I just said I am right. Yeah. You, you're, you're getting who you're wanting. You, you were seeking the, the, the Christ. Well, I, I, I'm here. All right. So let these guys go. Ain't between you and them. It's between y'all and me right now. How about that for love? Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. Just, just no, no, no. None of the disciples are going to get caught up in this arrest or this. You're, you're, you're only going to get me. That's how it's going to go down. This is the deal I will make with you. I will let you arrest me, but you ain't taking any of them. I will go willingly. That is strong, yet also weak, because he's letting himself be arrested. Right. And the disciples don't quite get the program yet. At least Simon Peter doesn't. Take on Simon Peter. Okay. Uh, Then Simon Peter, having a sword, drew it and struck the high priest's servant and cut off his right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. So Jesus said to Peter, put your sword into its sheath. Shall I not drink the cup that the father has given me? Now, now here's the thing that I think is funny. We we forget how eager a lot of the disciples even were for the great rebellion, for the Mm -hmm. great revolution. They're like, this is the moment that time has come. Let us strike. (laughs) Now, 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 now. Now, 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 think of this. This is, you've been waiting your moment 
your your life for the glorious revolution. You are walking around with Jesus, the guy who who heals the sick and and I mean even like heals the centurion servant, all the stuff that you've seen, and you're still walking around all armed because you're ready for the glorious revolution, man. And now you get to strike. And and keep in mind, what is the reaction of the people who've come to arrest Jesus? They are frightened, they're confused, they're disturbed. They've already fallen back and hit the ground once. So in other words, they are vulnerable. Mm-hmm. They're they're not approaching a position of strength, right? That they, they right. are all right. And then you have Peter, all right, I will I will attack. All right. Now Thomas, imagine we're doing the role-playing game. Okay. All right. And so now you are Peter, you have the initiative. Mm-hmm. You are facing opponents who are disoriented and confused and not paying attention to you and you roll your attack roll. It's a 20. Actually, no, it's not because I only cut an ear. <laughs> what does it say if when you go to attack the dumbfounded with your sword and go stabity stabity, you don't hit center mass, you don't stab them, you don't even lop off a head, mm-hmm. you chop off an ear. What does that say to your combat abilities? What does that say to your ninja skills? <laughs> I've got mad skills, Joe. Yeah, Peter should have stuck to fishing. Moreover, what target does does Peter pick? The high priest's servant. I mean, kind of a He doesn't he doesn't go after the chief of the band. He's not this isn't All right, look, I will go attack the captain of the guard and lop his head off and yay, we get the ba- <laughs> So 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 he picks he picks a servant. <laughs> I'll start here. He misses. I Okay, oh, well he chopped off No, no, no. If you are trying to kill someone and the only thing you do is chop off their ear, that's bad. Mm-hmm. That, 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 that is <laughs> So so really if you like dark comedy, this is really kind of comedic. This is no no Peter just 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 stop Peter th- th- this isn't going to work. If the disciples had tried to re- lead the glorious revolution, what would have happened to them? No, oh, slaughtered instantly. They, I I mean this is you're you're not even getting the 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 high priest guards. In fact, you weren't even getting the serving boy from the high priest guard. <laughs> what are you going to do if you try to go take on the Roman centurions? Oh, we need more work. This, this, <laughs> there are times when I like to think, man, I'd be all heroic and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. This is bad. This is. Uh, you could almost read Jesus as face palming here. Peter, put your sword back in your sheath. You try to live by the. You, there are some who live by the sword and don't die by the sword. I mean, there are some who actually survive. <laughs> and then there are those who, who don't. But Jesus then points out, listen, shall I not drink the cup the Father's given me? Peter, get, get on point, get on task. This is about not your revolution. This is not about, ooh, it's about the cup. Hey, hey, Thomas, I, I know, I, I, I know, John didn't actually talk about the Lord's Supper directly. But, uh, hey, is there a cup in the Lord's Supper? Yeah, as a matter of fact. And what does that cup for and do for? Well, it's it. I think we should start with what it contains, which is the blood of Christ. Given and shed for you for the? Forgiveness of sins. No, 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 no. This is not glorious revolution. This is not a whole new world. This is not a... a, a I'm thinking of a, 
think of like from Evita, the great, great play, great musical, a new Argentina. No, no, it's not mm-hmm. that. It's not, it's not behold the barricades from a, from a <laughs> Les Mis. No, 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 that doesn't work guys. We're, we're, we're going to do a different program here. It's going to be a program of mercy in which I am dying so that you may live. In fact, you know, you're going to spend your life giving your of yourself sacrificially so that others may know who I am and have life eternal. <laughs> and the reaction to that, if you would uh, read, how about 12 through 14? All right. So the band of soldiers and their captain and the officers of the Jews arrested Jesus and bound him. First, they led him to Annas, for he was the father-in-law of Caiaphas, who was high priest that year. It was Caiaphas who had advised the Jews that it would be expedient that one man should die for the people. Now, note again, you've got soldiers and a captain and the officers of the Jews and Pira attacked the servant. <laughs> okay, but anyway, so you have Jesus get arrested. Now, from the other Gospels, um, what happens when Jesus is arrested? From the, Well, okay, so he's put on trial in multiple... Well, no, no, no. Immediately to the garden. What goes on with the disciples? Oh, in the garden. Oh, they scatter like like right. freaking something to now, the wind. John knows you know this story. And what happens is after that initial scattering, you have two things happen. John goes to go see the high priest mm-hmm. and, and to follow along. He, he, because he's known. John, John's got connections. And he also is going to get Peter to come in. So you have John and Peter are the two bold ones who end up wanting to find out what, what's going to go down. The rest of them just run to the hills, run for your life. All right. So, so this is where we're going to be going. And, and next time on the Gospel Boldly, because we'll, we'll pause and dive in with there, we'll be looking at, and seeing this, this eyewitness tale from John of what goes on with the crucifixion. You get a lot of inside detail because John gets to see it. So, sound good? Very good. Yes. Do you see how John makes fun of poor Peter in the Gospel? Oh, man, it's just left and right. <laughs> it's just, and then Peter was all bold and lopped off a fellow's ear because he can't handle a sword for anything. So, all right, enjoy. Don't go lop off your show love, people. Have a great week. Ah, he hit me in the ear. <laughs> <laughs>